then what are you going to do? How are you ever going to make any money doing that? Nine out of ten businesses end up failing. Only one in a thousand people will make it in acting, writing, or anything creative. Millions of blogs are out there. Why would anybody read yours? This is such a waste of your education. Friends and family will fill your ears with tales of woe, disasters, and debacles. They'll kindly suggest a backup plan that involves following the script that they follow, what society has told them to do. They'll tell you that your work is no good, and they'll question your talent. Why do the voices get so loud? People want you to remain as you are, because you make them realize they're ignoring their own calling. People are uncomfortable when you start to change, because your actions remind them what they've been avoiding in their own lives. They're forced to confront the fact that they're choosing to remain the same, while you're making a drastic shift in the direction of your life. You hold a mirror up to all the fears they've given into, and all the goals they've chosen not to pursue. Criticizing is easier than creating. If you're a critic, you get to avoid the risk of failing, looking stupid, and making the world wonder what the hell you were thinking. As a critic, you're off the hook, but the most iconic creators in history have all contended with critics. Every single book, piece of music, or film has received negative reviews. Browse the contemporary reviews for classic books like To Kill a Mockingbird, The Great Gatsby, and The Sun Also Rises. You'll find a one-star review for all of them. If your work is unmistakable, it will have critics, so you must embrace or ignore the critics and create anyway. Some people are just rule followers. Sometime early in 2013, I went to a job interview. One of the people interviewing me, Chuck, had become incredibly indoctrinated. When I asked him about the culture of the organization, he said, When we say work starts at 8 o'clock, we don't mean 8.15. I never forgot that. Following rules was his world. I quickly realized in that moment that this was not my world, and I didn't want to be a casualty of defending the status quo as Chuck had. You can follow a set of pre-written rules, or you can start to make your own. The people who criticized me when I started have since moved on. A handful of critics have been replaced by thousands of people around the world who have supported my work. If I had listened to those critical voices, I would never have put another idea out into the world. You wouldn't be reading this book. The Unmistakable Creative Podcast wouldn't exist. I would have missed out on getting a world-class education from some of the greatest minds of our time. And I would be miserable. The best way to silence your critics is with commitment, conviction, putting your head down, and getting back to work. The people you admire certainly didn't start out with legions of fans, readers, and supporters of their work, and they have dealt with their fair share of criticism. They're the ones who didn't let the critics paralyze them. You probably haven't heard of the ones who let one bad review destroy their art. They never shipped anything again, never used the opportunity to improve, and never offered the world their unmistakable art. A former boss at a major market research company wrote me off as not interested in controlling my own destiny. What he didn't realize was that I was simply not destined for his version of what it meant to control destiny, climbing the ranks within those walls. My goal was to break down those walls, build, make, and create things that didn't yet exist. As Morgan Freeman said in the movie The Shawshank Redemption, some birds aren't meant to be caged. To me, a limitless opportunity for self-expression is an essential ingredient to controlling my destiny. Author Robert Curson, best known for his book Shadow Divers, was hardly destined for success when he was in high school. Because he was ranked 606th out of 660, a guidance counselor recommended that he not go to college and instead apply for the Peace Corps and hope for the best. Robert's love of storytelling, however, led him to write for his high school newspaper, and he eventually got the attention of somebody at the University of Wisconsin. He gained admission, earned straight A's, attended Harvard Law School, and became a best-selling author. Needless to say, if he had taken to heart his guidance counselor's advice, his life might look a lot different now. Similarly, 
Mars Dorian, our special projects artist at the Unmistakable Creative, has had his work called too edgy and provocative. Plenty of people don't like his work, but if you've ever seen a book cover, logo, or piece of Artie's design, you instantly know it's his. He's the embodiment of what it means to be unmistakable, whether or not everyone loves his art. More than 26 publishers turned down what became a giant bestseller, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Tim has since made a fortune as a startup advisor and investor. He hosts his own podcast, and recently he was the star of his own television show called The Tim Ferriss Experiment. Another spin on dealing with criticism comes from blogger and creator of Fearbuster.com, Jia Jiang, who turned being rejected by every venture capitalist who wouldn't fund his startup ideas into a global movement and a book, Rejection Proof, a hilarious examination of how to overcome fear and dare to live more boldly. Every one of these people contended with critics, people who doubted them, and people who rejected their ideas. But they didn't let the sting of that criticism keep them from making the unmistakable contribution they were determined to put out into the world. Remember that the sting of our critics, or naysayers, is often harshest in the...